Sony. Hello, Canada. Today's date, May 16th, 2023. Welcome to a special edition of Canadian Common Sense, an interview special. The website, peoplespartyofcanada.ca. You can follow the People's Party on Twitter or on Facebook. And their leader, Maxime Bernier, at Maxime Bernier on Twitter and Facebook, and also on Rumble. Most importantly, you can find him here on Canadian Common Sense, candidate Maxime Bernier in Portage Liscar. Mr. Bernier, thanks for making the time. Good to talk to you again. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be with you tonight. Well, it's certainly great to have you, and I, I do want to say I appreciate that you always make time for us. Uh, we've put, extended the invitation out to other federal party leaders who have just don't even bother to reply. So uh, you're always very gracious with your time, and I really do appreciate that. So, I'd like to be with you. Well, I, thank you very much. So um, now for any new listeners, Canada, I always make this disclaimer just uh, for those of you who may be new to the show. I am a member of the People's Party of Canada. I have met Mr. Bernier on two occasions when he's been here in Saskatoon. So um, I am a fanboy, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to avoid the uncomfortable questions from Mr. Bernier. So we'll get right into it here. Mr. Bernier, last time we talked to you was in February and it was just before you went out to visit Portage Lisgar and Lewis and I had asked you on the show, you know, will you be the candidate when the by-election is called? And at that time you had not visited yet, but the, you had gone out the following two weekends after our interview. Um, is that what tipped the scales? What, uh, what made you decide to take a run at Portage Lisgar? Uh, absolutely. You know, I did a, a couple of trips in the riding, uh, uh, you know, just after the last election, as you know, we had a very good score here. Uh, our candidate Solomon did very well, 22%. And, uh, you know, it's my, uh, it's my duty as the leader of the party to be elected and being in parliament as soon as possible. You know, uh, the leader of the NDP uh, was, uh, is coming from Toronto and he decided to be elected to go on the West Coast. You know, uh, I'm from Quebec and I said, I will find the best writing where, you know, uh, we share the same values and I'm very pleased to be here. And now I'm in, I'm, I'm in the writing right now in Winkler. And so we are campaigning. The election date is June 19. It will be a very short election. And I'm very pleased we have a nice team and uh, we'll see what will happen, but uh, that may be my new house. Excellent. So is it just convenient timing that you uh, announced your candidacy on Thursday and then the by-election was called Sunday? So did you know that it was coming or did you just want to hit the ground running whenever the election would be called? Yeah, we said, you know, when I took that decision after being in communication with the team on the ground here in the riding at Portage Lisgar, I said, you know, I'll do the announcement that I'll be a candidate and we will, uh, I will work in the right with them. I knew at that time that the Prime Minister will have to call the by-election before uh, the end of June for an election uh, day. An election day, uh, I, I believe, uh, not after the, uh, the September, uh, before the end of September. So we said I will have the summer to be here and uh, for sure the election will be uh, would be called as soon as possible, but I was very pleased that he did that uh, 
that's the weekend. So I'm here, I'm ready. And the election will be June 19, like I said, and uh, we'll see what will happen. But we are here to offer a, a new opportunity uh, for the people in Portage Lisgar. And, you know, we, I'm, I'm campaigning on real conservative values, as you know. So I'm telling them, if you want to have big changes and, 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 and a guy that will fight for our family values, I'm that, I'm that man and I'm ready for that. I'm ready to do that battle and we are ready to start that common sense revolution here in a Portage Disguard. Fantastic. Um, okay, so you kind of anticipated my next question here. What do you see as being the key issues for this riding? Oh, I believe, you know, it would be a lot about, um, you know, everything that the Conservative Party of Canada doesn't want to to speak about like you know abortion that would be an important subject as you know Canada is the only western country where we don't have uh, legislation on abortion it's legal to have an abortion a couple of days before giving birth every other western countries in France in Europe they have a legislation on abortion we need to reopen that debate uh, you know, we need to promote life and that would be important for me. And, you know, we are right now in this country, it's the cult of death that is uh, that people are promoting. I want to promote life. I want to promote family values. You know, the uh, the uh, uh, assisted suicide, it's it's everywhere. And it was supposed to be for the end of life. And now it's almost, uh, you know, you want to uh, die, uh, the government will help you to do that. Uh, and, and we must change that. We, we must, uh, we must uh, be sure that uh, doctors and nurses will work to promote life and not death. So they're, they're these kind of subject, the, the cultural war that we are, we, we are fighting in this country. Uh, I can go on with the transgender ideology that is a toxic ideology. You know, we are teaching kids at school that the girl may not be a girl and that girl, if she's playing with a truck, they may be a boy. And so if she wants to have a new name, they, they will give her a new name at school without telling the parents. That is happening in our country right now. So we are promoting confusion, uh, gender, gender dysphoria, uh, uh, gender confusion. And we must stop that. And that is happening. For me, there's no transition uh, that does not exist. Uh, you cannot, a girl won't be able to be a boy and vice versa. There's only two sexes. So that uh, gender ideology, uh, it's, it's, it's everywhere and we must stop that. I will speak about that, but the conservative doesn't want to, to speak about that. Polyev doesn't want to speak about that. Uh, he is uh, looking at big, the big cities like Toronto and Vancouver, and he wants to have the support of the Liberals uh, voters over there. So, so we need to have this discussion, and I will bring that in Ottawa, and we'll start that uh, national debate on these important issues for the future of our country. Well, I'm glad you, you phrased that in the way you did, that it, it's a culture war, because really it is, and really we are fighting for the soul of our country, because it really seems to have gotten off on the wrong path. Now, um, last time we interviewed you in February, we had a discussion about, about Pierre Polyev, and you had said, uh, even prior 
to that in our, an earlier interview, how once he has won the leadership, you weren't really worried because you knew that eventually he would move to the left. And it reminded me of a quote from England that any organization that is not explicitly right wing will over time become left wing. And that is essentially what you said about Polyev, that he would he will move to the left and he, I can see evidence where he hasn't necessarily gone left, but he's suddenly really silent on issues like freedom, for example, which has always been your wheelhouse. Are, are you uh, are you really worried about about Polyev and the Conservatives? Uh, you know, I'm running in that in that writing here, and as you know, uh, we we had 22 percent of the last election, but uh, the Conservative was able to win the riding with 53%. So I'm running in a real conservative riding, but I believe that I can be uh, the, the MP after that election for people in Portage Lisgar, because actually they're real conservatives. And, and, and Polyev is a fake conservative on the most important issues. So, you, you know, for me, that's why I decided to run in a conservative riding to show to everybody that Polyev is doing that transition to the left uh, slowly but surely. Uh, just about abortion. Last week, uh, they had uh, an anti-abortion uh, uh, protest in Ottawa and, uh, and Polyev said that is a, a pro-choice <laughs> pro and he doesn't want to reopen the debate on abortion. I believe that it would be important to reopen that. So for me, Polyev step-by-step step, is going to the left. Uh, I can give you another example, like uh, uh, the climate change. Polyev won't carbon tax, but he would have to lose your signal, Max. Businesses, and that will be a cause for consumers. So, because can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Yep. Uh, sorry about that. No and I, I was saying that Podiev, like uh, on climate change, he has the same position uh, than uh, Trudeau. They all vote, uh, they, they, they are all in favor of the Paris Accord. We will withdraw from the Paris Accord. We won't impose any carbon tax. We won't impose any regulation. And that's very important in this writing. Uh, farmers are, you know, uh, the cost of farming is going high uh, and it's increasing because of the regulations coming from the federal government on fertilizers. And they have that new regulation because of the Paris Accord. So we will stop all that. And that's another big difference with us and the conservative. Okay, now, um, what about the cost of living? That's something that Pierre Polyev does talk a lot about. Um, housing, cost of living. Now, housing is more of an urban issue, and you're in a very rural riding where cost of living is a big issue, especially at the gas pumps. What are your thoughts on, on how to alleviate some of these high costs at the grocery store, or the gas pump, et cetera? Actually, you're right about uh, housing and the cost of living. Uh, we have that inflation all across the country about 5%, and that would be there for a couple of years. And we have that inflation because of Polyev and Trudeau. Polyev and Trudeau voted for our, the big deficit during the COVID-19 hysteria. Polyev wanted Canadians to stay at home. And he said, like Trudeau, we're gonna give you big 
programs and money to stay at home, but we didn't have that money. So the Bank of Canada printed that money. And because of that, we have that inflation. Inflation is always because of the monetary policy. So, and Polyev voted for these huge deficit. Now he's saying that he wants to tackle inflation, but you know, we have inflation because we have a government that is spending money that we don't have. So that being said, we need, we need to stop, we need to balance the budget, but Polyev won't balance the budget. Polyev will keep the a big fat government in Ottawa that is interfering in provincial jurisdiction. And what he said, he will freeze the budget. He won't, he won't cut any the budget or balance the budget. He will freeze the budget and he will, he will spend the money like Trudeau the money that we don't have, so that will create inflation. The best way to stop inflation is to balance the budget first and cut, cutting our spending. And it's easy, you can do that by cutting foreign aid, by cutting corporate welfare, by cutting the CBC, and we can balance the budget in one year. But Polyev is not a fiscal conservative like Trudeau. So that's why we have that inflation. So we need to fight that and, and we will okay. do it. So. Uh... So let's back up by talk about balancing the budget in one year. I actually believe that can be done. And the words that the mainstream media are going to ask you right away is, where do you cut? And last time you were on the show with us, I did press you on that. And I, and I asked you, will you just fire everybody and actually build a new bureaucracy that is not bloated, where we don't have programs running over one on top of one another so people fall through the cracks? Because right now, all the conservatives say is, we will run your stupid, bloated social programs better than the liberals. And yes, they will, but there still means it's a big government. And you actually told us on the show last time that, no, you would actually make cuts in government. Is that true? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, we can save $10 billion by cutting uh, corporate welfare. We can save another $5 billion by cutting foreign aid. We can save another $1.2 billion by cutting CBC, Radio Canada. Um, and so we can, we, if we're serious about it, we can balance the budget in one year. Uh, and, and that's doable. And that's why it's part of our policy. It's common sense. And yes, we'll do it. And that's why I'm not afraid to speak about it. Okay, so now, yes, you can do it. And, and people will then harken back and say, well, Paul Martin, balance the budget by downloading all the services to the provinces. Where does Maxime Bernier fall on that? We won't because we, will, we won't cut the most important um, expenses for provincial government is healthcare. And so we will do better than Paul Martin and Jean Chrétien. We will give the provinces the, the uh, GST and they would be able to raise their, their own money for their own jurisdictions. So they will have about $42 billion a year. We won't cut that. We will give them the, the GST and they will, able, they will be able to raise the money for that. And that's important. So what we will cut, it's something that the money that is going you know, outside the country, that's why we will put our country first and Canadian first. So, you know, cutting uh, foreign aid, you know, it's not true that the money that Trudeau is giving to the African country to fight climate change. I strongly believe that these uh, dictatorships 
they, they take the money and didn't do anything for climate change. So we need to stop all that. And that's why we would be able to balance the budget in one year. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, I know our time is limited, Max. So let's, uh, let's cut to what so many Canadians have said to me, which frustrates the hell out of me, but I'm going to throw it into your court right now. There are so many Canadians I talk to that say, I like Maxime Bernier. I like what Maxime Bernier has to say. I like Maxime's policies, but I can't vote for him because we will split the votes and the Liberals will run up the middle and we need Trudeau out. Why, why can we vote for Maxime Bernier safely? Yeah, actually, you know, people in Portage, uh, Lisgard has that opportunity right now because it's a by-election. It's a by we won't change the government. The Trudeau government would be there during the election and after the election. It's not a question of changing the government. It's a question of sending a message to Ottawa that enough is enough. And we are, we, we are the party that will start that conversation uh, all across the country. So that's why that seat would be very important. And, uh, and the, the person uh, who want to uh, split the vote are the conservatives because actually Trudeau, uh, Podiev's story at the next election, will, uh, his goal will be to split the liberal vote in the big cities to be able to be in government because there's more seats in the GTA near Toronto than in all Alberta. So that split the vote is, is not, it's a fake argument. It's, it's not, you know, it's so that's the, that's the argument that the conservatives are using because they don't want to speak about policies and, and ideas because they know that we are the real conservative party in Canada, real common sense populist conservative party. So they're just saying, you know, don't vote Bernier, you will split the vote. But that won't happen. And actually, I can tell you that voting for the PPC, it's a win-win. It's a win because we will bring these debates in Ottawa where the conservatives don't want to speak about the important issues first. And if, and if Podiev has the courage to act like a real conservative, we will support him. So there's no such thing as splitting the vote. And, and actually in a by-election, the split the vote argument uh, is not valid because we are not changing the government. Okay, that's, uh, that's music to my ears. Now, you are old enough to remember when Deborah Gray got elected in Alberta in 1989 in a by-election as a re the first Reform Party MP. I lived in that riding when I was a kid. At that time, I wasn't old enough to vote for Deb Gray at that time. But do you see any parallels with our current situation in Canada right now and that election in 1989? Absolutely. They started a revolution in 1989 when they elected the first reform party member of parliament in a by-election also. And after that, the next election, the reform had, had 51 seats. And at the next election after that, the reform was the official opposition. And if you look at our platform and the platform of the reform party, it's almost the same. We are the new reform party, the real populist party. And I believe that that uh, common sense revolution can start in this riding, like uh, all important revolution started out west. And I believe that it can start here in Portage, Lisgard, at the June the 19th. Fantastic. Uh, how are you being received at the, at the doorstep? Uh, are people buying what you're selling? 
actually, yes, uh, I was here uh, uh, since uh, Friday and I was able to meet a lot of people. Uh, I'll be tomorrow, I will do a rally uh, tomorrow night in uh, Winkler. Uh, I will have an opportunity to be with a lot of people here uh, and I'm traveling across the country meeting people and, and, and they're ready. They're ready for, for a change. They're ready to vote for us because they know that if they want big changes and if they want their, their family values to be respected, uh, we are the only alternative. So, you know, that would be a very competitive race between me and the conservative and we'll see what will happen. But, you know, I'm working hard in the writing and putting all the effort and uh, I think it will be well received. Good. Well, and um, from the video that I have watched of you, you seem to be very energized right now. So I'm quite happy to see that as a, as a member of your party and a supporter of yourself. Um, how's your volunteer team? You got, have you, do you still need more volunteers? If anybody wants to come help you out who lives in the area, how can they get in touch with you? Yes, actually, uh, the best thing would, would be to be on the, on the party website, peoplespartyofcanada.ca, who are on my new site, votemaxbernier.ca, and they can, they can be a volunteer there, they can give money, they can help. So votemaxbernier.ca or at the party website, peoplespartyofcanada.ca, and we will appreciate. Uh, we are building the team of volunteers on the ground here. But if you are not living in the riding, you can donate or you can also give your time. Uh, we can ask you to do some phone calls or things like that. So don't hesitate to be in touch with us. We will appreciate it. That will help. Okay, fantastic. So it's votemaxbernier.ca and there is a, a link there if you want to volunteer and also to donate to the campaign, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, Max, you've been very gracious with your time, as you always are, and I uh, always appreciate you coming to talk to us. I'll let you get back out there because I know that it's supper hour in Manitoba, so get yourself a bite to eat and get back out there on the doorstep. <laughs> I will. Thank you very much. I was very pleased to be with you, and uh, let's have a, another discussion another time. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Max. Best of luck to you, and we'll uh, talk again soon. Perfect. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. That was Maxine Bernier, leader of the People's Party of Canada and candidate in Portage Liscar. Thank you for joining me, Canada. We will talk to you soon. This is Tony in Saskatchewan. Good night. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony.